Hello, and welcome to the Illinois Association of Park Districts Parkcast. I'm Wayne Outerback, Director of Communications and Digital Content, and I'm pleased today to be joined by Executive Director of the Forest Preserves of Winnebago County, Mike Olin. Mike, thank you so much for joining me on the Parkcast today. Oh, you're welcome. Glad to be here. Now, one of the things that we've really been talking about a lot, and obviously everyone's talking about it a lot, is COVID-19, how the pandemic's affecting everyone. And uh, I really want to dig into that a little bit. But the first thing I really want to just talk with you about is just getting a real overview of your Forest Preserve District and then some of the unique features that it has. Um, yeah, well, we've got, uh, we're about 11,000, a little over 11,000 acres now. Um, so we've had uh, a couple of recent purchases. Um, we're in the uh, north central part of the county or part of the state. Um, one of the unique things we have is we have four rivers uh, in our county. So we have um, the Rock River, which is the biggest river, um, Pecatonica, the um, Kishwaukee, which is one of the uh, highest class rivers in the state, and, um, and then the Sugar River. So uh, we're kind of unique in that we have those river systems and a lot of our preserves are connected to those river systems. So that's uh, kind of the unique thing. We, we have uh, a few larger preserves and we have one preserve that uh, we recently purchased uh, 868 acres um, and it connects to Byron Forest Preserve as well as a uh, Natural Land Institute um, uh, holding and uh, one of our other preserves. So we've got about a 1,650 acre complex now. So that's kind of uh, unique here. Right now, uh, what's the visitation been like since the pandemic started? Uh, it's been booming. Um, I think uh, people didn't have places to go for vacation, couldn't really travel. So they've rediscovered the forest preserves um, and rediscovered what uh, makes, makes us unique and, and places to go without spending uh, any money, uh, places they can go to enjoy the, the preserves. We constantly get uh, emails from individuals who um, their goal is to visit all 43 of our preserves um, or visit a preserve uh, throughout all seasons of the year. So um, those are things that we, we haven't typically seen. Um, and even when the pandemic started and we had to close our gates, uh, we still had people in the preserves and, and wanting to get in. Now, any particular uses that surprised you? Uh, things that maybe people fluctuated toward that, uh, that uh, generally cut you off guard? Um, camping. Um, we've had, we have fair camping use, but this year our camping use was up 71%. Oh, wow. And so it was huge. Um, and it's uh, continuing on into this year. We've already had people reserving sites all the way into October, um, online. So, uh, the camping use was a, was a big, uh, a big thing. Um, but all our preserves in general, even our headquarters here, we have a one mile trail and it's the, the, um, parking lots are constantly packed with people using that trail. So, um, and even our golf courses, um, you know, our revenue on our golf courses is, is up despite both camping and golf. We, we came into a, uh, about a month and a half where everything was closed down and, and people couldn't golf or couldn't camp. So, um, so the camping, especially though, because that, that's really the, the family's getting outdoors now. That's really one thing I've experienced a lot of in this past year is really getting outside more and interacting with nature more and, and walking on more trails than I typically would. And it's been a real, it's kind of nice. You, you break out of your shell a little bit when you're forced to. And uh, I definitely had some good experiences walking on some trails uh, throughout the state. So uh, I totally understand where people are coming from 
from there. Uh, what have you been hearing from the community in terms of just some of the services you guys provide? Um, people really appreciate what we're providing. Um, you know, they appreciate the fact that the forest preserves are here. Um, and again, early on, even though we had to close our gates um, and lock up latrines due to um, health concerns, um, people appreciated the fact that we were still allowing them in the preserves themselves. Um, and, and to this day, that's what we keep hearing is, is how they appreciate the fact that there's something to do when there's nothing to do. <laughs> that's so, a good way to put it. Now, yeah. uh, now talking more about your, your district, uh, how much open space has your forest preserve been able to protect? We've got a little over 11,000 acres, about 11,400 acres now. Um, and we've uh, uh, made quite a few of those purchases in the last five years. Um, uh, with the one big purchase that we had recently, which is the 868 acres, um, due to a, uh, a really good sale price from, from the owners and a, and a grant. So, um, and, and as, as I say, a lot of it's along our, our river systems. So that, uh, that helps with the, um, the waterfowl migration and bird migrations and, and provide some really good um, wildlife corridors for for deer and everything else that's that's moving along those areas. Right, and what are some of the plans you have for the future of uh, your preserve? Um, you know, a lot of our preserves we leave as uh, a natural areas, so we, we um, put trails to them so the public can access them. We put a typically parking lot, uh, restroom, um, and information kiosks in them. Uh, we do have quite a few shelters in our preserves. Um, you know, we'll monitor how, um, the new preserves are, are being used and if we need to put shelters or other facilities in there. But uh, typically we like to leave a lot of our um, preserves as natural areas and just let the public go out and, and use them as, as trail systems. All right. Now I want to shift gears a little bit again. Uh, I like to ask more unique questions. Uh, what's some of the best advice you've ever been given? Um, probably the best advice is uh, quite honestly from my dad. Um, and he said, if you're going to do something, um, do it to your best of your ability, uh, do it with high standards of quality, uh, and do your job well, regardless of how other people are doing their jobs. And what advice would you give a 21 year old? Uh, aside from that same advice, um, <laughs> I'd, I'd, uh, I, I see a lot of new people coming in and, and, um, being a little reluctant to bring ideas forward. So I would, uh, I would tell them to keep bringing your ideas for improvement to the table. Um, be innovative in your ideas and don't get discouraged when people tell you it won't work. Um, just find a way that it will work and explain it to them and show them it will work. And, and here, this, this is a question I always like to ask. I think it's fascinating to get answers to. Uh, if you can go back into the history of your Forest Preserve District and talk to someone, who would it be and why? Um, I would probably talk to the original uh, Board of Commissioners, um, mainly because I'd like to see what their original thoughts were uh, as to what the forest preserves would provide and how they would provide that. Um, obviously they, they did it for open space, but usually there's a bigger picture as to why you wanna provide that open space. And especially we were developed in 1922. So there was an awful lot of open space back then. Um, so just the fact that there was open space um, isn't the whole reason that, that this was developed. So I'd like to find out what their original thoughts were and, and why they had those thoughts, what, what they really saw as the future of the forest preserve. All right, and then my last question for you, but certainly not least, uh, what is one thing you would like one of your constituents or users to know about your district? 
Um, I think we're in a unique place. Um, you know, there's other forest preserve districts around, some much bigger than ours, some much smaller than ours. But again, we have um, river systems that um, are unique to the to Illinois, um, especially the number of them that we have here. Um, you know, we've got some some large open space that is here for photography and and um, hiking and and just enjoying being outside. And we're here 24/7, um, 365 days a year. So we don't close down in the winter time. We don't um, close down when it's hot. We're we're here to enjoy whenever you want to enjoy it. And we're here to really make um, everyone's lives more meaningful and, and better um, by being able to enjoy the outdoors. Well, thank you so much for taking time out of your day. And, and thank you for the things that you do to provide for your community. I, I know that uh, a lot of people are in need of the services that Forest Preserves offer. And I tend to think that I, Illinois has some of the best ones out there. So uh, I, I commend you for the work that you guys are doing and I encourage you to keep doing it. Uh, uh, this is a video of our podcast. Uh, we also do an audio version of our podcast. It's available for subscription anywhere you can find podcasts, Spotify, Pandora, uh, Apple, anywhere you look, we're there. Uh, so uh, I look forward to uh, talking with you some more at another time about your, your Forest Preserve District. But uh, thank you so much, Mike, for taking time out of your day today to talk with me. And uh, I, I look forward to seeing what you guys do in the future. Thank you. Appreciate uh, you interviewing us and, and uh, thinking uh, about our preserves. All right. Excellent. Thank you very much. Thank you.